suck, mother. You had two days to digest this. Are you still hurting? And I'm, I'm still hurting. I'm okay, st- I mean, okay. you can't not, you can't not be like, kind of heartbroken at least. Like, I'm not mad. I'm not like any kind of. I can't believe this happened. I can't believe I'm not. There's no blame towards anybody at this point. But as a Raptors fan, at least I like, I know what. I know what Philly feels like, you know. Okay, <laughs> like okay. I, was, I know what Philly felt eh, like three years ago. I want to know what was the general feeling after the shot, the fade, oh, the fade. Yeah. As it were. So, okay. Welcome to That's a Rap Podcast, <laughs> a podcast by Raptors fans. For In case Raptors you fans, thought Raptors... this was a Philly podcast, and, <laughs> yeah, you know, everything back, is kosher. Though. No, that's not the case. No, that's not the case. Um, we are talking on Friday. Uh, April 22nd, a day before game number four against the Philadelphia 76ers. And if you are a Raptors fan, which if you're listening to this, I hope you are. I'm not sure. Um, the Raptors are in a 0-3 deficit in the series a game uh, up to seven. And we're not looking good. No. So the thing is, I was at the Raptors game in game three where I'm basically calling the shot. We have the shot. Kawhi was the shot. This one was the fade because it was a fadeaway. It was uh, a beautiful shot. This is what I have to say in in the beginning. Okay. That Joel and like being in that building, the fact that I got to witness that performance from Joel Embiid was already phenomenal as a basketball fan. Yes. I'm a Raptors fan first, but as a basketball fan watching Joel Embiid do all of that, doing a Kareem shake, like fade away from the top of the key to a 0.9 second fade away and a three-point line with two people around you that was an incredible shot now did it suck yes because you have 19,800 people very 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 excited and then basically somber right after and i'll tell you this that was the quietest uh most packed subway ride home I've ever been on. <laughs> Man, uh, that was that was that that hurt. That that one hurt. We can we can break it down a little bit more, but like guys, how'd you feel? How'd you feel after that shot? I just but before I get into it, are we comparing the fate to the shot yet? Because if not, I'll let no, somebody else speak. No, we can't. Okay. We can't. We can't. There's no way. Because that the the Kawhi shot, let's let's Okay, Let's so okay, that's that what I meant. Like, in right the episode, now. we are discussing. Okay, because I've I've got to say, like, and I'll let you go first, but like the fact that people are comparing, I think, is insane. But yes, please go ahead. I think the shot is monumental in NBA history because that was the first shot that ever in a buzzer beater to complete a, a, a game seven. series win. Yeah. 
a series win. Whereas this one, yes, I think it was a phenomenal shot, but the comparison of the storylines are not the same. Let's just put it. Let's just put that there. No, and like, you know, so many things. I think it's just ridiculous, and the only similarities are the two teams that are playing, and even then, they're not similar at all because of you know the players. You, you could argue that like the only major player where that's like really vital to like this particular instance right now. Because even Jimmy Butler's not there. Uh, Kawhi's not there. Even Lowry's not there. Siakam, who missed the foul shots, that kind of let them be able to tie the game. But the major person there, because Simmons is in there, it's it's obviously Joel Embiid. And that's like, you know, outside of that, and like the fact that these are these two teams, there's no similarities at all. And I feel like it's crazy. I would even go on to say that this is less monumental and impactful than the dame lillard logo shot you know that shot out the um well, the yeah. oklahoma city thunder like even <laughs> that was, that was more monumental and i feel like people yeah. try to compare it i think it's just insane and i say this as everybody listening knows i actually am a big fan of the 76ers just not when we face them in the playoffs but um <laughs> you know joel Embiid is having an MVP caliber season. I know yeah. a lot of people want to yeah. give the award to Jokic, and I would kind of agree with that because he's pulling a team that's completely injured and otherwise would have been bottom of the barrel. But Joel Embiid at the same time, I kind of wish he did get the win because, I mean, he's playing a hell of a season. Having said that, this is a first round where unfortunately the Raptors are underperforming and they beat us. It's not even close to the same thing. And I'm not being salty because mm-hmm. the 76ers are really good and they might actually make it out of the East at this point. But like, it's silly. Come on, guys. Um, yeah, no, I know. I thought that uh, I think with the, the part that we're, we're, we're missing here, well, maybe because we're not really focusing on is the shot itself and how it came to be. Uh, I think you both have hit on the head in terms of comparing this to the shot, and I won't add anything else to what you've already said. Um, but as it pertains to the shot itself, oh boy, a lot happening <laughs> there, a lot. Um, so my thoughts on it is, is sorely around. That is, oh, that's probably one of the, the the biggest nurse coaching gaps I've seen. Like in his mm. entire tenure as as a Raptors coach, mm-hmm. um, you know, as the play initially started, Nurse had uh, sorry Fred VanVleet was right up on on Danny Green. Nurse yells at him to back off. So that's mistake number one: is no one is there guarding the inbounder, right? You want to disrupt his vision, right? Think Taco Fall on Kyle Lowry, right? Yeah, yeah. like that was awful. That was awful. And then in addition to telling him to back off, he tells Fred VanVleet to play free safety at the rim. If you're going to have someone play Why? free safety at the rim to block a lob, maybe have someone taller than six feet. Um, <laughs> you have an entire team of, of six, eight. Exactly. Exactly. And the one guy who isn't <laughs> is the one under the rim. Um, and then the other screw up, uh, Gary Trent Jr. messed up on the screens and didn't follow. He was supposed to switch on to Embiid. He didn't. And he was um, wide open. Right, and he was much. wide open, right? Oh like that's everything about this is like a calamity of errors, right? Yeah. Um, on the bright side, I, I, it is it is the one person you want to leave open is probably the old, like you, they didn't leave Maxi or or Harris or you know what I mean? Like they, they didn't leave any of the three point shooters open, which is fine, but right. Embiid had literally just hit a couple of threes from that exact spot, right? So yeah, and Embiid's I, I think consistent. I, yeah, yeah. Um, Here's my guess. Yeah, I, I feel like Doc um, had a play drawn up for for Embiid 
pretty well drawn up, but I, I do feel like Nurse was trying to see what they were uh, doing. Like, basically, I feel like when Nurse asked or yelled at Fred to be like, you know, check the paint, it was more of an adjustment to see this because he thought he they knew what was going to happen or what kind of play call the Sixers were going to run. Was I, I don't know. I, I can't really say if this was. I I think there was a lot of mistakes on 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 many players and even for nurse like he said during the presser today he was like if if we could change if we could go back in time and change it there probably like two two or three things that they would have changed but at the end of the day 0.9 seconds and you can even argue the whole doc rivers you know basically going front in front of drake and calling out a timeout is is uh, a technical foul but like you can't you can't call that like that's a that's a dumb argument you got the uh, their all-star to shoot a fadeaway jumper with 0.9 seconds left in overtime he makes it you can't argue that big players make big plays stars big star plays and you have to give him his flowers the fact that he made that shot at 0.9 seconds like that was an incredible incredible shot um yeah my my feeling about this series so far, and and I know that last week we we got to talk to uh, as as he likes to call, or at least uh, Maxi likes to call him, uh, Mister Paul. Uh, he, I think everybody was in the fritz of like, is this going to go down to seven, even or or six or something like that? And again, right now as we speak, the Raptors are not out of it. No team though has ever in the NBA history has ever come back from a three zero deficit. <sighs> Are we surprised of how underperforming the Raptors have in this season? Is this a um, a nurse thing? Is this a team thing? Uh, because for me, I feel like this is a young-ass team, man. And they haven't really been tested like this before, unlike we were tested back in like 2015 to now. So is this a combination of everything? What do you guys think? What's going on? Sorry, just to clarify the question, are you saying is it disappointing for the season or the series? Series. Okay, different answer there. Uh, yes, I, I'm. I'm disappointed in terms of like I knew that in Game Three the game plan would be much better, there'd be more focus, but I was kind of hoping that that would have happened in Game Two. Like my thinking was Game One that was Philadelphia's best hit like that's the biggest hit you're going to get from them they were clicking on all cylinders Mm -hmm. game two is when you adjust and we basically saw a repeat of game one in game two and that's that's a lost opportunity and now you're really scrambling because now with game three it's must win right and Mm -hmm. all the necessary adjustments were there like they won the possession battle they won the turnover battle they got to the offensive glass um OG continued to to play out of his mind and continues to cement his status as a as a playoff hero. Uh, you got a you got a flu game out of Gary Trent Jr. All of this happened. <laughs> yep. And without Scotty Barnes, too. without Scotty Barnes, and you know, like you got to give credit to the Sixers, right? Because at the end of the day, it's like Embiid hit some ridiculous shots. Like we, without those shots, without his his heroic effort. We're definitely talking about a different series now, um, but to the point where you know we start to talk about 
how this season has just gone and and what's going to end up in this series. Like, I'm not ready to to bury this team. I, I think that at the end of the day, it does just take one win to get your your momentum going. And this is why I said after game two, you know, watch Raptors will get, win game three and they honestly can win four straight. And I still believe that because I still am of the mind uh, that Doc Rivers is <laughs> not a good adjuster. I was going right? to bring that up. You, you know, you're yeah. a guy of statistics and you only need two words, Doc Rivers. The guy's thrown thrown away how many 3-1 leads? Why not make a, a 3-0 lead that he could throw away? Oh, you want numbers? Here you go. Okay. Uh, 3-1 <laughs> series leads blown. Three. No one has ever blown two, wow. let alone That's what I'm three. saying. Uh, why don't you go the extra mile? <laughs> the number of times he's blown a 3-2 series lead six times oh so my God. if there's a if there's a coach you want to go against in this scenario it's doc the only thing he's missing from his resume is a 3-0 blown lead so why yeah. not the raptors right so and yeah like, i yeah you know it. the only thing that i i because like again i want the sixers to do like you know if not the raptors i want the sixers to do well i'm a big fan of theirs the only thing that kind of hurts a little bit is seeing doc rivers going up the uh you know that record for um you know playoff wins he's in the top whatever now right and he he's got a bunch but you know with all that in mind uh how many playoff series has he has he participated in uh you know including the ones where they squandered everything and how many rings does the guy have he has one one so i feel like i don't mean to be too hard on the guy because i feel like he's certainly an improvement from brett brown but like i completely and i'm not saying it will happen i think the odds are very low but it's it is kind of possible, and I hate saying that that they could they could just lose four in a row. You never know. You never know. I mean, what the nurse say? He's like, it's probably going to be a really big challenge. But once you win one, then a lot of people, a lot of teams have come back from a three-one deficit. Three-one, <laughs> the three-zero deficit, right? Um, okay, so yes, I I agree that I, you know, I don't want to get swept. Obviously, no team wants to get swept. I. I don't have as I'm not as optimistic as UJ that we might come back and win it by no. seven, but like I like the optimism for sure. However, I'm not like serious. I just wanna, but... Yeah, I'm, I, I want to. I'm 75% serious. Okay. Damn, I love it. I love it. I'll I'll take it all day. Uh, I want to talk about the players that that are performing right now, um, especially in the last game. So Pascal Siakam, and I'm not going to I'm not going to start being like start criticizing him like crazy because by all means he should be on the uh third team all nba he is our you know go-to score he's been playing like an absolute monster this entire season however this this series hasn't been good like the first two games he's been okay i'd say he's been okay but that last one and i'm talking about like in game three where this is a a must-win situation he was kind of nowhere you know it, it uh, so basically if we're going to you know compare the the season stats all right regular season he was uh going on to 22.8 points per game clip 3.5 rebounds per game 5.3 assists 49.4 field goal percentage and a 34.4 three point percentage in the regular season now switch it over to the playoffs you got 18.7 points per game six rebounds per game 40% field goal percentage and a 20% three point percentage. Speaking about that game 3, he had 12 points in the first half and zero in the second half with five attempts. 
if you are going to be the go-to scorer, the number one option for a, a young core, a young team, you can't. I I understand going cold. I understand having to go through dry spells during a half. But as to go as to go to score the best player, you can't only have five shots in the half. If you are going to be that top scorer, shoot twenty five and make five. I don't care. But you can't just have five shots at the half. Even well, I know that Pascal already said it that he's going to have to. He didn't even notice. He didn't even notice that he didn't have any points or only had shot five goals but at the same time it's like you i was there i was watching the game he wasn't even like whenever uh clear was it um uh, niang niang was was defending him like he's been cooking niang the entire season and then even if niang was good at guarding him he siakam wasn't really doing anything and i'm just like I, Again, I'm not trying. I'm not here to slander Pascal. I think he's a freaking phenomenal player. But like, to be that guy, if you want to be that guy, you got to take every single opportunity you can, even if it's going against Joel Embiid. So, I don't know, man. Like, I, I feel, I f- still feel very confident with Pascal. But that game three was kind of disappointing. Yeah, there's, um, you know, I, I'm not, I, I can't paint a rosy picture on this, right? Because. Well, actually, no, I can't. Game one and two, he was probably one of the... Uh, actually, no, I, I, I digressed. OG and Anobi. It was Scotty in game one and OG in game two. But yeah. but Scotty... Mm-hmm. Uh, but sorry, Pascal didn't disappear. Um, he just wasn't up to the standard that we got used to seeing him playing against the Sixers this season. And... You know his numbers have been decent, right? I mean, if if this if these are the numbers that he would have gotten, and if you told us this back in December, yeah, 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 we're totally cool with this. We can live with these numbers, but that's not the Pascal we've seen over the last several months. So that is disappointing. Right. That's why that's why it's disappointing because we've seen it already. You know, yeah, against and this the is same the Philly team, right? Against the and this is it, it. We're waiting for that chance for him to like prove that he's good to great and. It was not like it. It wasn't even like a possibility that he was okay. It was like he wasn't there. Yeah, and and the concern is is really around his his level of of confidence. This is what I'm I'm seeing. There's two things actually I saw. One is a level of confidence because every time he touched the ball, Embiid was lurking in the paint, and mm-hmm. you know Siakam has at least in the regular season figured out how to combat that right which is attack and then either pass out of it or score over it or whatever he just wasn't attacking he was just settling for mid-rangers in the regular season that that when he would refer to that it would it would work because the mid-ranger would fall but you know we, we've seen this with every demar Derozan playoffs right that that, that mid-ranger may not fall the, the basket looks smaller in the playoffs right so you have to have other ways in attacking and i think that what we saw in the regular season was is that he had those other tools and he's just not using them right now. That's really concerning. Um, the other side of it too is that uh, Embiid has has flipped the switch. You know, we we said it beforehand is that if they're going to win the series, he's got to be the best player of the series, like hands down, no question. And the last right. couple of games against the Raptors, it looked like Siakam was the better player. So he's kind of reestablished himself while Siakam's gone in the opposite direction. Yeah, it's uh, it's really unfortunate, and it's one of those things where I don't feel like there's like a, a good answer to this because I can't say we're being outcoached because it's Doc Rivers. I can't say that, um, you know, this is not that guy because we've 
we saw him after the all-star break when a lot of people said, oh, shoot, perhaps this guy should have actually became an all-star. Perhaps this guy should be all NBA. Um, I don't really know what this is, if it's like a mental game, because we've seen, similarly to Pascal, we've seen Joel Embiid in the past just not play up to his standards, but we also know Joel Embiid is a very mental player. And it sounds like this year he's been more mentally sound than he's ever been. So perhaps that's all that it is that Pascal's just um, just in his own head. And it's unfortunate because this is like the biggest stage. This is like one of the only times that the masses of, of NBA fans actually pay attention to Toronto because they don't even get access to our games and all that stuff. Um, this is this is the time to shine. And for Lamar, you know, if it's not him, I feel like uh, Van Vliet's also just kind of underperformed. And it's unfortunate because I feel like these are both – great players that should be doing a lot better than they are right now. You know, outside of Carl Anthony Towns, who's been like brutal. Um, these are like the two guys that I'm like kind of the most underwhelmed by these, uh, these playoff games. And it shouldn't be that way. Yeah. I, you mean, I'm not going to, yeah, you mean Sack and Fred? Uh, Pascal and Fred. Pascal. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't I, I, that's a good point. Right. Fred's the other one here. Right. And, and as much as I, I, I hate to use excuses, right? It's you know it really makes you question how how healthy are his knees, right? Yeah. It's been diagnosed mm-hmm, as a quote mm-hmm. unquote bruised knee, but I don't know, man. That looks way worse than bruised knee, and I wouldn't be surprised if we hear something about off season surgery. You know, once the off season happens, um, and then I guess to, to wrap up the point on Siakam, Siakam and his health, uh, he was he looked a little bit labored. I don't know, Jason, you saw him like. Yeah. I thought I could have swore I saw a lot of, you know, hands on knees type things uh, happening in the fourth quarter and overtime. So uh, he's he's been carrying. This is the thing is he's been carrying a huge load for this team offensively and defensively. It's just unfortunate that it looks like that load is starting to catch up to him. Is that what you see? Yeah, I, I, both. But uh, yeah, see, this is the thing. We can we can always go about the negatives of what Pascal and Fred are are and aren't doing, but both of them are definitely taking on the the heavy load on their shoulders pascal is averaging 43 minutes this series fred is averaging 41.7 in this series respectively one and two in minutes uh and we do want pascal to i guess shoot uh, as many as he can but the thing is he's also shooting the most with 18 field goals attempt in this series, uh, which surpasses anybody more than like at least two field goal attempts. So these guys are taking on the brunt of it. And this is another thing. This is not a healthy team either. Obviously, Scotty with that ankle injury, and I'm not going to start saying that, you know, it was anything malicious. If you get stepped on by anybody, let alone a 300 pound behemoth, it's going to hurt. So I understand that Scotty isn't going, he's, I know that he's doubtful for game four. And honestly, I don't know if he really should play. Uh, but I guess the experience is, even if it's a loss or a win or a loss, it's it's very, it experiences experience. Trent, of course, has been, uh, has had a fever for the last like week. And I feel like he said that he lost eight pounds. Only the last two or three days, he was healthy and he was magnificent. Gary was fr- freaking magnificent in, in game three. And then, you know, like, Ken Birch and uh, Chris Boucher, both of them have taken the brunt of trying to guard uh, Joel. And the only one that has been doing well is Precious. So it's not, we basically are trading like 
fouls. Like we're we're putting like 18 fouls on Joel just to make sure that he we slow him down. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of like questions going into again i'm not saying that that raptors are going to lose but there are a lot of questions that come about what we should do what we should have done uh and coming into this offseason what we really need but again we aren't healthy yet and this is a young ass team um i i just want to irradiate that like we I feel like whatever experience that this team is going to have is going to do wonders for the future. I'm, I, you, you already know where I'm going to go with this. I'm not ready to to write their obituary. This season and this series is not over yet, because mm-hmm. you know, as much as you know, health is going to be a concern for anyone. And yes, the Raptors are the youngest team in the playoffs, and it's showing at times. But where the youth is not showing is in OG and Obi. I think that he's been mm-hmm. a shining oh, yeah. star in this series. Like 100%. Every single game has been coming out. Sure, all the attention's on Siakam, but OG's making him pay. Uh, can we talk a bit about OG? Because yeah. uh, yes. he's kind of my favorite. Yeah, I feel <laughs> so, like uh, if anybody has received slander throughout the season, it's OG. Like, you know, where is this guy showing up? And when the chips are down, Gary Trent Jr. is not himself. We don't have Scotty Barnes. Van Fleet and Pascal may be, uh, you know, working through some injuries. Here's a guy that a lot of people were crapping on all season. It's OG Ananobi. And I feel like that alone is like, you know, yet again, one additional testament to why we can't just crap on our guys. Because I feel like if it's not mm-hmm. us or the Grizzlies or a few, like very few organizations, you know, we're very, one of very few organizations that play the waiting game or, you know, a test of patience. And, you know, we, we work behind the scenes with growth, with, you know, helping these players become the best of their versions of themselves. And, you know, this is the same organization where people were crapping on Norman Powell or Van Vliet for not showing up. And then we had the Milwaukee series or Van Vliet showing up for, you know, later on in their championship run. You know, so the fact that we get to see OG actually appearing, you know, these have not been a great series of games so far, but after the one takeaway, it's that, People need to stop crapping an OG because guess what? He was never as bad as anyone said. The guy could ball, no. and here he is. 100%. 39 minutes this series. 24 points leading all scores for the Raptors in this series. Uh, 57.4 field goal percentage and a 3.3 threes attempted with a 47% rate. This guy is on fire. Wait. On fire. You forgot one stat. He's a 0.33 lost teeth per game. <laughs> oh so he's getting close to van vliet from the championship run okay yes yes uh, <laughs> that's such a good stat <laughs> oh and there goes the dog oh yeah i, I think i think mochi liked that stat yeah 100 percent. yeah if you were going to add any type of star uh or any positive from this series 100 percent, it is og ananobi oh and also don't forget game one like scotty barnes was on the like verge of getting a triple double before he got injured. So yep. again, we could we could go through all the positives or all the negatives, but there has to be some positives out of this. And I think OG, I think Scotty has been fantastic one in that one game that he played. I think Trent has been, if he was uh, healthy, I think he would have been a really big uh, 
I guess, you know, difference maker. And also, I want to give some flowers to Chris Boucher, too. Mm-hmm. I think Chris Boucher has been, whenever he's been in the game, he's been a very, very effective, especially in game three when he, like, drew three charges against uh, Joel Embiid. Like, it's, it was, he, he's been phenomenal. So, okay, Jay, Dre, it is game four tomorrow. There has never been a NBA team that's come back from a 0-3 deficit, and it could be the Raptors. We don't know. Not yet, at least. But I want to ask you guys, um, in the NHL, how many teams do you think have come back from an 0-3 deficit? Because it has happened in, in the history oh of the NHL. God. How many teams? <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, wow. Um. I'm guessing – well, here's the thing about the NHL and why I might guess a few more, despite the fact that I'm, like, nonplussed by this. The NHL is the same league where a team could go from the worst post-trade deadline to becoming the champion of, of the yeah, season. That's true. So yeah. the, the NHL is far less predictable, and I could be a complete idiot because I don't watch hockey. But from little I know, it's a lot less predictable than the NBA. So, you know, knowing that in mind, especially with – I'm talking about the Blues here who weren't particularly good and they ended up winning everything, which is just brilliant. Um, I'm going to guess three. Jay, what about you? The answer, I, I think, is two. Uh, the Leafs did it. Two. The Leafs came back from 03 and uh, more recently in the 2000s, I want to say Philly was involved somehow. So those are mm. those are my guesses. So the answer, yeah, you are correct with the Leafs at least doing one at least once in 1942. <laughs> but there have been four NHL oh, teams four. that come back. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was so close. Devastated. Both of you guys were very close. Oh. Both of you guys were very close. Okay, and also in the MLB, how many times yeah. it has happened <laughs> in history? But how many times have a team come back from an 0-3 deficit in the playoffs? See baseball, I know even less. Uh, oh, but baseball, actually, go ahead. Uh, you go ahead because I might need a second. <laughs> no, I'm gonna get the answer. Oh, you actually know it. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm guessing the answer is not zero. If you already know it, and if Jason, you're asking, uh, oof, I know so much less about baseball, but I'm gonna predict because uh, there was that run of steroid users, so you never know. I'm gonna go with five <laughs> or six. I'm gonna go with six. Why not? That's amazing. That's amazing. That's a, such an amazing answer. Okay, Jay, what about you? Since you already know, what's the answer? It's just that one Red Sox over yes, Yankees. Oh, come on. See, I was going the opposite direction. I thought it would have been more. Okay. No, man. The yeah, stor- steroids kept these things from happening. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Actually, that's, 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 that's true. My, my logic has failed me again. <laughs> Wait, so, so what were the, the I hockey did. ones? Like, I, was I right about that Philly? Uh, the more recent one was um, like Philly or there Boston was, or something okay. like that? Uh, let me double check. It was so once in 1942, Toronto Maple Leafs over the Detroit Red Wings. The last time we Red Wings. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, 1975, New York Islanders uh, over Pittsburgh Penguins. 2010, Philadelphia Flyers over over the Boston Bruins. And 2014, most recent or quite recently, Los Angeles Kings versus the San and San Jose Sharks. Ah, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, the 2010 so was the one I was thinking of. Okay, it's it has happened again, Raptor fans. Uh, can the Raptors make history? We'll we'll see. Um, but let's take a little bit of a break. We'll come back, and we haven't done it. We do this uh, every year, so I can't wait to do it. And I know we're a little late because we were setting up this series, but uh, a little uh, better late than never when it comes to our brackets. Talk to you guys soon. 
this service or product is precisely why uh, Master Flopper, but uh, fantastic defender, Marcus Smart won Defensive Player of the Year. And he learned from the oh, best, Gary Payton, who also used this product or service somehow back in the 90s. So, so. Ga- Gary and Marcus Smart listens to podcasts, man? Well, I'm sure, you know what? I wonder, I wonder what players listen to. Like, not music-wise, but podcast-wise. Do you think like players listen to JJ Reddick's Old Man in the Three? Absolutely, oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. If any so? podcast, that one, because I feel like they're all like anybody he guests, they love talking with him, yeah. and he's a fantastic host, by the way. He is. He is very, very good. I'm not gonna lie. I'd uh, put his behind Draymond Green. Anything from Draymond Green, I would listen to. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the know, thing. Man, when, I he, can't... when he's a player, uh, he's just so annoying to listen to. But as soon as he's like out, like if he's injured or his, if his team's out, and he's like actually being an analyst, the guy's phenomenal. He's got a career. I, after I wholeheartedly him. agree. I don't yeah. think Jason well, agrees. Also, <laughs> I don't. I, I'm I'm not a I'm not a Draymond Green. No, I'm a Draymond Green f- a fan. Like as player wise, podcast wise, I'll give it to JJ. Oh. Hey man, yo, shout out to shout out to Chris Boucher too with Hustle Play. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. and also inside the green room, like there's a lot of uh, players doing podcasts now, which is why I'm sticking with this uh, industry. Anyways, <laughs> welcome to That's a Rap Podcast, a podcast by Raptors fans, full Raptors fans, Raptors fans. I know we're down bad, but yo, be as possible, uh, uh, be as optimistic as Jay. He thinks that we're going to come back in seven, uh, and which comes, uh, w- which is why is a good segue to talk about our brackets, brackets, baby. Um, Let's talk about it, man. I know we're a little we're a little late, but a little bit late, uh, better late than never when it comes to our brackets. And there has a lot of storylines, um, a lot of injuries already. But I feel like it's always fun to talk about some brackets. So Jay, you got the Excel sheet ready. Uh, maybe we can just like fire off who is. It's still the first round, so maybe we can fire off like one and eight and and all that stuff, and we'll just like shout out who we think is going to win. For sure. All right, let's go. Uh, so right, let's uh, the order it. will be jason then myself then dre all right sounds good first off we have heat hawks (laughs) 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 uh i'm gonna go i'm i'm gonna go uh miami in five all right uh i will agree miami in five i i don't i think it's from what we've seen already it's a sweep it's four miami and four cool Ooh, I love it. All right, Jason, Celtics, Nets. Uh, can I skip this one? <laughs> oh, man. Dre, Celtics, no. Nets. Okay, so first and foremost, uh, Celtics in... <laughs> uh, that's not going to be a sweep. It's not going to be a sweep. I'm going to say Celtics in five, and I'll tell you why. So uh, KD is... I'm not going to say he's underperforming, despite the fact that his stats are quite shocking considering this is a slim reaper i'm going to give that credit to boston boston being fantastic on defense number one in the league on defense you know i'm gonna i'm gonna give that to boston um just being coached phenomenally uh i feel like Mm -hmm. um the bulk of their of their players are at any given time ready to spring into action to take you know the majority of the load when it comes to prioritization i also think and the fact that this is even happening and i say this as somebody who has justified and supported this guy ten thousand times the fact that ben simmons is like 
you know, potentially going to play his first game in the middle of a playoff series. I, I, I won't even go into the whole myriad of reasons why this is annoying, but I feel like that's not actually going to help. That's probably going to hurt. And mm. um, I do disagree with what Charles Barkley is saying when he says that both KD and Kyrie have to play a fantastic game in order for them to win. Having said that, though, um, Kyrie scoring nearly 40 and single-handedly bringing them back into the game and they still lose. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. he, I'm not going to say he's right, but he's he's got a bit of a point where um, you're looking at the number one defensive team going up against a team that is shockingly abysmal on defense. So, I mean, yeah, I'm going to say in five. They might win one. Oof. Wow. Sorry. I thought I was looking at my brackets and I thought you said 76ers and Raptors. So that's why I said. Oh, skipped it. no. Yeah, sorry. Uh, but I, I'm no, just no. going by like I'm going in order of, of seeds. So like the first. Seed yeah, no, I, I, I see yeah. now. I see now yeah. uh, with everything that Dre said, I'm going with Celtics as well. But I think that's going to go a little bit further. I'm going to say Celtics in seven. Oh, mm-hmm. seven. Wow. Yeah. Is uh, uh, Katie going to wow. step on the line again? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Right. Uh, I have no faith in in Steve Nash as a coach. So Boston in four. Ooh, in four. So so you're saying that Ben Simmons is going to play one game and he's going to have an 0 for 1 for the entire season. exactly. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. If Okay, if the Nets lose in dramatic fashion, like four or five, is is, uh, Steve Nash going to be fired? Oh, gosh. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're going to, this is another LeBron Lakers type of situation. They're going to 10,000% blame the coach, despite the fact that they're incompetently built. Interesting. Interesting. No, I think he's, he's sticking around. He's sticking around. I think he's sticking around, but Just like, at least question, one like that, year, one year with that is higher under. under, under the yeah, yeah. 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 That's, that's fair. That's fair. I think they want to know what Simmons does with the, with the Nets as well, but, but if it's a sweep though, know. that's, that'll get people talking. That's what I'm saying. If it's a sweep, yeah, absolutely. people were talking already, though. So it like it doesn't matter. I think people I were think talking the... last year. You know that infamous shot where uh, Steve Nash is like hug- hugging KD because he like single handedly like yeah. saved the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. They're true. like, oh, he was on his way out. I'm like, already? So it's first year, uh, guys. But yeah. now, now I love I how that that I love how that image is still being like tossed around. <laughs> I love it. It's Maybe not so one. much anymore because KD's kind of playing not so well. So. <laughs> Maybe. Which is funny because we're like, Katie's not playing well. Meanwhile, he's still putting up 20-something points. So, I mean, that's Katie for you. He's one of the greats. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then the other part we, we missed about returns is that, yes, Simmons is coming back, but so is Robert Williams. Uh, he's coming back apparently oh. game four. So, there you go. I mean, I, I even venture to say that Williams has a bigger impact and scores more points than Simmons. So, yeah, I'm sticking to Boston in four. Uh, y'all can laugh at me when it ends up going seven. Um, okay, Bucks Bulls. I, I just, yeah? I want it to go to seven. I think that's a beautiful like series to watch. That's all. As a fan, you know, it. it I'm I'm starting to get you know Raps Cavaliers 2018 vibes where it's like the first game was your best shot. You lost in heartbreaking fashion mm. and. That's as close as you're going to get starting to get those vibes. But I mean, uh, the only reason why I'm kind of annoyed is Brooklyn's become one of those teams where they try to assemble it, you know, through Frankenstein fashion and tons of money and that type of stuff. I just don't care for. I don't. Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like like that team as well. (laughs) And, you know, I could be wrong and feel free to point out a team that I've overlooked, but the 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 Nets and the Lakers are the only two teams that feel like that this entire season. 
which is a nice change of pace. And one of those teams already isn't here. So like the Grizzlies, for God's sakes, could make it out of the West. Like that's like, we'll, okay. we'll get to the Grizz. We'll get to the we'll, Grizz. We'll get there. We'll get there. But anyway, case in point, and feel free to center me if you want. The Nets, let's go Celtics. And I never thought I'd say that as a Raptors fan. Let's go Celtics. Ew. That feels ugly Ooh, to say. I know. That does feel ugly. To I, say. It feels ugly to be like Marcus Smart, Defender of the Year. Yeah, this is fantastic. You know, shut him down, Marcus. Shut him down. Ugh, oh, gosh. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> feel right. Got a shower. Got a shower after this. Okay, go ahead. Let's Jay. go. Let's go. Uh, Bucks Bulls. Uh, you know, important, important thing to note here. Uh, Middleton is gone yep. for the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. Yep. The breaking mm-hmm. news uh, as of like two hours ago. Oh my god. Yeah, um, worth noting. That's really tough. <laughs> Who wants to start? Who wants to start? Jason, oh, I've got you starting on hard. this one. I, okay, this. I'll, I'll start with this. Before the series, I had Bucks in three. I was so confident. <laughs> three? I was so confident. Like, this is going to be a wash. I remember you saying that. I so remember you saying that. I, I'm, I'm already going to say that I, I'm wrong on this. So I will. Yeah. I, I, get, I think, you know, since I'm, I've already started, I'll say, you know, Bucks in, in six. But. Man, did I have this as a buck sweep before this series? Yeah, I think a lot of people had this on a buck sweep. And I there's three MVPs, right? There's three MVP in the race right now. Mm-hmm. Uh Embiid, Jokic, and Giannis. Yeah. And when you have those three, any of those teams, well, I, I besides and Denver is actually we'll get to Denver right now. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to Denver and we'll um, cover our prediction in two oof, seconds. This one this is hard. <laughs> I think that the Bucks are still going to win in six. Okay. Be- yeah. Okay. I just don't yeah. like, okay. Yeah. Okay. No, no, go. Yeah. Go ahead. I, I, Cause we're, we're already like running low. So like, go for it. I think Bucks in six. Hey, yeah. Um, this is tough. Uh, I, I think it's going to be the Bucks, but it's a question of how many games um, the Bulls in general have been underperforming, but then you had a uh, DeMar DeRozan going off. I'm going to say the Bucks, only because I feel like, you know, they're a championship winning team. They have that presence. And even with uh, Chris Middleton out, at least they know what it takes. Experience, I feel like that's what's going to win here. And Giannis, mm. the fact that Giannis is being talked about in the MVP conversation again, and people feel like he was snubbed out of defensive player of the year consideration. Uh, even that alone, I feel like Bucks in six. Let's go with six. Uh, Jason, what do you say? Sixers, wraps. It's a wrap tomorrow. Wow. So they're getting swept. Okay. All right. Philly Uh, in four. I'm going to give Philly in in five. We have to win one. They do it at home. Yeah. Yeah. That seems the most logical. Okay. Let's, uh, let's move gosh. over to the West that, here. This is why I wanted you to skip that one for me. Yeah. <laughs> I, we bought you some extra time for that one. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it. All right. Suns and Pelicans. Booker out for the series. Mm-hmm. 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 Booker's uh, out. Jason, this? Yeah. Listen, listen. All hail Chris Paul, point God. Suns. Suns and six. Six. Okay. Uh, where's that Suns and Four guy we needed him? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's not going to happen. Um, You'll have to do it in the next series. Uh, Suns, uh, Devin Booker being out is, is a big loss, but I feel like... Yeah, but he he's only out for game three and four. Of I course. Think, right? uh, well, for the series, pre- uh, presumably. But even still, 
you know, Chris Paul has not the greatest playoffs record, but I also feel like that's based on his team that he's had. Who does he have now? He has DeAndre Adrian, who I still feel like is being slept on. He has a potential second place nominee for defensive player of the year. I'm going to say Suns in six. I feel like they're still going to get through this, even though the Pelicans are looking a lot better than people gave them any kudos for. Uh, I want to say that's where the buck stops. I'm going to say Suns in five. I think okay. they can just pull off the next three straight. Really? Lay, lay to rest anything about Booker's absence, you know, trust in CP as long as Scott Foster's not refing, then yeah, I think that they're good. They'll win the next three. <laughs> um, all right. Moving on to, I know I'm going to leave this one with Dre for last. Okay. But okay. his his beloved Timberwolves against the Grizzlies. Jason, uh, what you got? Oh, I got all the confidence in Memphis. Memphis is so deep, so nice. Did you have the confidence and... in them when they were down by 25 in the third quarter yesterday? Or... <laughs> of course I did. <laughs> of course. What do you mean? Jeez. No, I, I that was an incredible comeback. I, I'm pretty sure uh, 50% of Memphis people were, were turning off their TVs too. So I don't blame you, man. <laughs> we're not watching the rest of the game. But, woo, like that, that was, that's, that's embarrassing. Like you can't, you can't be up by like we were up. The Raptors were up by I think like fifteen or something like that in the first quarter. But who's counting? And but yeah, who's you know who's who's counting? Uh, but to be that that high in that points and lose it in the in third that quarter, fashion, like we were up seventeen like in a, the first quarter. That's a lot of runway to come back. Wasn't it like twenty seven or twenty two and old run or something like that by Memphis? And, oh, without calling a timeout, according to Inside the NBA, without calling that's, a that's timeout. Now a, a, ser- a series isn't one by one game unless it's a you know three three. But I think that I feel like Memphis with all the momentum going into it, uh, I I I definitely have Memphis in Memphis in five. Okay. Me too. I'm, I'm, no, actually no, no. I'm not the same. Memphis in six. I'll, I'll give. This is really deflating for Minnesota. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think their, this one hurts. Their, their one chance to win will be in the next one, game four, if, and, and they could come out flat. And if that's the case, then they got to go into Memphis and win. So, yeah, Memphis in five. The lapses in judgment from Minnesota, yeah, from Minnesota's end has been too glaring. Carl uh, Anthony Towns underperforming. Did I feel like they celebrated too early when they won the play-ins? Not at the time, no. But now I feel like that's abundantly clear that they – aren't prepared to go toe-to-toe with uh, Memphis in five. I'm going to go five as well. I feel like All right. Minnesota's we'll, we'll test your Memphis-Golden State thing in just a second. Uh, Golden State yeah. and Denver. The Warriors are up 3-0. Golden State. In how many games? <laughs> I think we'll all say Golden State because we want to. I'll give Denver I'll give Denver one, so Golden State in five. Uh, I will give them – yeah, I'll give them one as well. Golden State in five. I don't think Denver's winning a single game. I'm sorry. I, I yeah. wish that they Ooh. would. But, like, seeing how much Jokic has to do and they keep losing, uh, Golden State in four. Like, I don't even think it's – I don't think it's possible for Denver to win at this point. And it's actually kind of sad. And I feel for Jokic, please get better Den- uh, Denver Nuggets players. Please improve, come back healthy. That's it. Mm-hmm. Four. Yeah. Utah, go, Dallas, go. Utah, Dallas – uh wait utah dallas oh sorry huh dallas what am i talking about Jeez. 
Jazz are Jazz are a mess right now. So I'm yes. going. I'm going Utah. I'm going Utah in five. I mean, I'm going Dallas in five. I'm going. Da- That's this is without freaking Doncic. Dallas in five. He'll come back soon. I'll say Dallas in I know. six. I feel like Utah's doing exactly what they do every playoffs. They are uh, becoming predictably uh, not great, and like they can't win a best of seven at this point. Meanwhile, uh, Dallas in the Luka era will finally make it out of the first round. Dallas in five. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Cool. Miami and Philly round two. Jason. Ooh, this is this is where it gets interesting. Uh, 76ers. 76ers in seven. All right. I actually have the Raptors at this point. So Raptors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess I'll have to stick with the homerism here. Yeah, you and, do. Uh, yes, you do. Go Raptors in six. Oh, my gosh. What am I doing? <laughs> uh, Dre, uh, Heat, Sixers, we got. Uh, I feel like either team has a possibility. I feel like I'm liking what what I've seen from both of them. Having said all of that, first off, it's going to a game seven, no matter what. Mm-hmm. This is going to be fun. <sighs> oh my gosh, it will be. Embiid out of bio? Whew. I'm going to go against my better judgment. I'm going to go Heat. Heat in seven. Yeah. Oh. The Heat deserve to be in... in anyways. anyways I, yeah. yeah, I think they're deserving. Okay. This might be the conference finals, really. Uh, Celtics, Bucks. Oh my god! Who wants to take this first? <sighs> oh, Jesus oh Christ! Um, this is where if Middleton doesn't come back in time, uh, that's going to hurt hit them very yeah. much because the Celtics can are one is the best defense in the NBA right now. So I'm going Celtics in seven too. I'm gonna go Celtics in six. I feel like it's gonna be a tough one. Uh, if Middleton comes back or not, I still feel like, um, yeah, I'm just Celtics in, in six, let's say, regardless of Middleton I coming back. I will agree not. with Dre. Hey. Boston, Boston in six. All right. Next up, now really fun, uh, Suns mm-hmm. and Mavericks. Oof. Uh <laughs> As we all know, I love the Mavericks. I'm literally typing these out as we're doing them. Like, holy crap, these matchups. Uh, yeah, Suns yeah. and Mavs. I, I love the uh, Mavericks. This... I feel like it's still going to gonna be the Suns. Suns and six. Same. I'm exactly in the same boat. I, I don't think Doncic is uh, healthy enough. Yeah. Um, and and I, I, I think Booker comes back. Uh, they don't really have – I don't really think that the other players that are going crazy right now for the Mavs are going to continue on. So I'm going to go Suns and six too. Yeah, I think if and when Booker returns, it's over. Uh, yeah, Suns in five for me. I will say this very quick shout out to Jason Kidd, who I completely underestimated as a coach. I feel like if it was still Rick Carlisle, they might not have even made it out of the first round right now. But the fact that like Jason Kidd is stepping up to the plate and looking so much better than he was in his Milwaukee days, you never know. But yeah, Suns. Cool. All right, the last conference semi is another doozy. Grizz and Warriors. Oh my god. That, that is going to be one of the best series. I will okay, yeah. I will stall for both of you by answering myself. Okay. Um okay. I have not thought about this, but you, you got to go with experience on this one. So I'm going to go yeah. Warriors and I'm I'm not mm. even going to I'm I'm sorry to the to the Grizz here. I don't even think it'll even go 7. So GS dub in 6. Ooh, we who wants this? Uh Dre, you go first. I this is one of those things where on paper, it seems like it's going to be the Warriors. Having said that, I still feel like it could easily go Memphis. And I don't think it's as certain as it sounds. 
I'm gonna go Warriors in in six. Let's go Warriors in six as well. At the end of the day, you have experience like you have on Milwaukee, but then you also have experience like the Warriors having a freaking dynasty. So let's let's go with Warriors in six. Memphis, baby. Hey, mm. Memphis and seven. Memphis, Memphis and seven. You never know. I'm giving you. Oh, I'm giving fun. it to Memphis, baby. All right, man. They look all of so us, good. All of us have different uh, conference finals, so I'll, I'll I'll go to each of you first. Jason, Eastern okay. Final, Boston 70. and Philly. Um, Every Raptors fan's worst nightmare. This is if, very accurate. It's true. <laughs> if if it was, if it's health 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 consideration. If all teams are healthy, I'm going set. I'm going Celtics okay. in seven. Okay. Dre, your Eastern Final Celtics and Heat. At the start of the season, I predicted that Lowry would have been the X factor to help the Heat break out of the East again. Um, uh, but looking at this matchup right here, right now, the only thing that makes me feel better about the Heat right now is Bam Adebayo you know, being at the five outside of that, I might have to go with the Celtics breaking out in six. So they're going to break it out of the mm. East. All right. Uh, what do I have? I have, Ew, I have Raptors and Celtics. Raptors Ew. Celtics. Okay. okay. I don't want any of this that. is a okay. Raptors podcast, you, you, but you've got to be realistic. Come on. I, I am being this, realistic. Like you did this to yourself. I did Jay. this to myself. <laughs> if I really wanted to be a homer, I would have had Raptors over the Bucks. I should have had the Bucks winning. Jeez. Okay. Mm. Celtics over Raptors in uh, five. Okay. Okay. That that's wow. okay. That's yeah. not bad. Yeah. That's eleven. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. All right. Uh, West Finals again. We all have different. Actually, no, we don't. Me and Dre both have Suns and Warriors. Dre, do you want to go? You want me to go first? So, Suns Warriors. Okay. Even though I said this already about the uh, Warriors and Memphis, um, so that's going to be the best of the semis. This is going to be the best of the conference matchups. This is going to be mm. electrifying. Good God. I'm guessing Booker's going to be okay by then. I'm going to go with the Suns in seven. They're going to make it out of the West. I am going to agree. I uh, have them in less games, actually. Um, but out of respect to the Warriors. I was going to say five, but let's say six. <laughs> Don't do uh, that. Suns, Suns in six. <laughs> Don't do that to the Warriors. All right. Jason, you have a super fun one. Uh, Suns, Grizzlies. Who's making listen, it to the NBA Finals? Listen, man. I want drama. Uh, I want young versus Grizz. old. I want the Grizzlies to yes. go yes. in seven. All right. Let me give me some Grizzlies love I right, would to go that. to the NBA Finals. I would love it. I don't think it's going to happen, but I would love it for Memphis in seven. All right, so I I don't think anything like despite all the news that's happened throughout the se- the the playoffs so far with injuries and whatnot, um, I think we've ultimately landed at the finals. We all probably would have predicted anyways. So uh, my final question for both of you is two part: Who is your champion and who is your MVP? Uh, who wants to go first, or do you want me to go first to stall? Uh, I'll go first. Okay, I'll go first. So Celtics, um... Grizzlies, Jason, pick your winner and your MVP. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Okay, oh, Let, uh, let's be real. Uh, let's be real. Uh, this is where I start, uh, you know, th- uh, pulling myself back into realization. Memphis is probably not going to be in the in this finals, but I just like that uh, Cinderella story. So uh, the fact that they're already there is 
is fantastic, but I'm going to go with Celtics at five and MVP is Jason Tatum. Oh, that's so disgusting. I know. Trust me. I'm already, I, I have some acid reflex right now. I, uh, <laughs> it's not I, so bad. I, it's just, uh, you know, when most people compare him to Kobe, it's just ironic. He's on the Celtics. And if that actually comes to fruition, they will break that tie and be the winningest dynasty or the winningest franchise again. So there you go. So are, you, go. are you, are you, uh, foreshadowing your pick here, Dre. Are you also picking the Celtics to win? Oh God! So I'm Celtics versus Suns, right? Yeah, um, yeah. It's tough, man. You want to talk about Cinderella stories? There was a team that was once not very good, and then they had that run in the bubble, which still wasn't good enough oh, yeah. for them to keep going. They made it to the finals last year, only to lose to the Bucks with the reigning MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo. They're gonna make it again. And this is the Cinderella story where Devin Booker is going to show up. He's been there from the beginning, but he's not going to win. DeAndre Ayton, number one draft, underrated member of that draft class, isn't going to win MVP. It's going to be Chris Paul finally getting his flowers in the finals, winning MVP in a best of seven. It's going to go down to the final damn possible game. Chris Paul and the Suns winning, and he's going to get finals MVP. Ooh, I like that. I would pay money for your finals, Dre. Sadly, that doesn't happen. And everybody that says that the NBA is scripted, if it was, this would happen. But <laughs> it's not going <laughs> to I love it. I love it, though. So Dre has Suns in seven and NBA finals. MVP I am, is point God. I'm still sick to my stomach. Oh, God. Celtics in six. Tatum MVP. Oh, come it. on. Jay. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> Uh, Why, who agreed to this bracket? This is ridiculous. I don't I know. I don't know. And I, I, I should honestly... say, I think last year, I think one of us chose CP as uh, one of us chose Phoenix as the champion and CP3 as the MVP. I think last year. Yeah, I'll have to check out. I feel like it was Drake. Was it me I again? Like... It sounds like that sounds like something I I might I may have said, and I was damn close. Yeah. Those first two games were like one. I was like, oh, here we go, and then no. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. I pre- I'm pretty oh my sure God, I it was me. Naps. Oh, was it <laughs> last year? I had Phoenix in six Hold and on. CP3 as the. So I, I I jumped on that whole Cinderella story a bit a year early. I was almost there. Almost you Nosferatu yeah. that yeah. shit, yeah. or sorry, not uh, you um Nostradamus that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what you're saying is Memphis next year? I see. I see where you're going. Okay, cool. cool. Oh, you guys don't want to see what your finals picks were last year. They no. Oh I yes, actually, why really not? Saying. They're here. Why not? I had Nets. I know I had Nets last year. And Dre, you had the Jazz. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you thought the Nets that's were bad, bad, Jason? Oh my God! Oh, that's, a, that's a bad oh, I, that's I'm a carrying bad. a different two now. No pun intended. <laughs> Jesus! Oh, oh yeah, jeez. No. Well, that was fun. Um, I think so. I had Celtics. Jay also had Celtics, and Dre, you have the Suns for this year's NBA championship. Uh, none of that sounds fun to me, to be honest, except for the Suns part. And let's go Memphis. But again, the Raptors are not out of the playoffs just yet. Uh, let us know what your brackets look like as well, Raptors fans and NBA fans. We can't uh, if the Raptors do go out in peace. At least we can kind of watch this NBA finals. You know as a basketball fan with no emotional attachment <laughs> but uh we're running a little long so i'm gonna close it here uh until next time everybody that's a wrap